Hello, people of Lee County. This is Karen Edison. I'm the new interim vice chair of the Democratic Party. Hello, and I'm Keith Edison. Among my other jobs, I am the legislative liaison for the Democratic Women's Club of Florida, or actually Lee County. <laughs> <laughs> well, date night for us used to be at the hardware store, but after 50 years, date time is in the afternoon doing a podcast to catch up, and we thought we'd let you listen in on what we've been doing. So how's your week? Uh, it's been busy. The legislature is uh, at it again. They're proposing laws that pretty much go against the, what the people of Florida uh, have indicated that they want, um, but that doesn't stop the GOP and they're full steam ahead when the, on their proposals. Uh, I have a couple of them here if you'd like to, if you're interested. So which one do you want to highlight first? Well, uh, this one bill that's kind of being fast-tracked that's moving through very quickly through the legislature, and that's on employment law for minors. And uh, it's a cur they call it a curfew in employment. So they are now going to allow minors to work under the le proposed legislation until midnight, and they're going to allow them to work in more hazardous areas uh, of employment. And their idea is that, you know, this, this is a good idea, that the, having a child work till midnight and then thinking they're going to be able to, to go to school in the morning. They think that's going to work. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure most, most Democrats don't. So wait a minute. The current rule is that kids can work until 10 o'clock. How many hours a week? Uh, I think it's 20 hours a week. But the big, change, the big change here is that they can now work till midnight. And they can work in more in areas that are more dangerous. They could, as an example, they could be working on a construction crew on the roof of a house. Um, hmm. So the, uh, the Democrats have done their best to try to mitigate the, the negative effects of a bill like this. Um, they actually provided us an amendment to provide that any student who works at least 20 hours a week under this program that maintains their uh, passing grades for school, and they do this in the junior senior year, that that work will fulfill the community service requirement uh, that the Florida uh, fulfill the future's uh, requirement for the Bright Future Scholarship. Now, so, but that bill, unfortunately, that amendment to the bill failed. The Republicans refused to put it on the bill. Hmm. Go figure. So we're trying to hold the line so the kids can get proper sleep, proper education, and the change would be for kids to work later hours. And what would the consequence be if it's kid did not want to work these later hours? Well, the, the law does allow that the employer, so the student is working now and they're working till 10 o'clock. And now the new law opens it up that they work till midnight and the student doesn't want to work till midnight, they can be terminated from employment. Um, there's also you know, parts of this law, there was an amendment to put, proposed by the Democrats uh, to provide for a 10 minute break every two hours and for a certain water breaks and that's for the students who are working outside in the agricultural industry mm -hmm. and that amendment failed as well the republicans didn't attach that as well so the democrats are proposing these amendments and they're not even being considered is that the case or they're being shut down well they're, they're, they're failing to get enough votes to be attached to the bill so hmm. and since the legislature has the super majority it's easy to see who it is that's blocking these amendments from being added to the bill okay so let me let me see if I've got this straight. Currently, high schoolers, 16 and older, can work part-time up until 10 o'clock. And then they have a driving curfew to be home by 11. 
But Correct. now, with the proposal, they want this to change so that kids can work till midnight and possibly risk being fired if they don't. And then they're driving home after midnight. Right. And then the legislature, the, the, the bill uh, as hmm. proposed would permit them to drive after the curfew hours as well. Hmm. Well, that's that would be concerning as a retired teacher to have kids coming in exhausted. Yeah. And there's also, from my perspective, I look at this and I said, this they're, they're creating a dis disincentive for school. I mean, if the child can go and get a job that's paying them $15 an hour, $16 an hour, mm -hmm. and they're going to uh, work those late hours and school becomes too cumbersome, well, they can just keep the job and drop school. And it's just, it's another attack on education. Uh, the, the legislature, the GOP controlled legislature has made it abundantly clear that they don't regard public education very highly. And this is just another example of a bill that de-incentivizes in education. The Democrats tried to put some amendments on there to make it a better bill, and the Republicans refused to do that. Hmm. You know, not, not surprising, the GOP is, is attacking education. But they're attacking other things as well. Um, there's a House Bill 17 and its companion bill, Senate Bill 1124, um, are going after the, the new, the, the not that new, but relatively new requirements for background checks in three-day waiting periods in the purchase of firearms. Hmm. There's two different versions. The Senate version uh, is proposed by uh, Senator Jonathan Martin, our very own Lee County Senator uh, Jonathan Martin. And he has two parts to his bill. One part is to remove the three-day waiting period uh, on every on every transfer except a handgun. So all, all other firearms, and a firearms is, a, is anything that projects a bullet through an explosion. So it's like the gunpowder in the, in the casing explodes, the bullet projectile comes out. Any other, any other weapon that has that mechanism in it doesn't need a background check, just handguns under Martin's proposal. There's that, and then they have a three-day waiting period, but that three-day waiting period under current law, that can be extended until the background check comes in. Okay, so right now, if, if I wanted a gun, I'd have to apply, and I'd have to wait for approval in case I had some background that might preclude me from having a gun. Yeah. But under the new proposal, whether I have any questionable background or not, come that three days, if it hasn't been discovered, I could get a gun. Well, you, you, you would go to the dealer and you'd, you'd go to purchase the gun and you'd have to answer some questions. But the background check is, is done to make sure that you answered the questions correctly and to make sure that you're not precluded under federal law from owning a firearm. Okay. The, the statute now says that if that takes longer than three days, then the transaction is held up until they get the results of the background check. Okay. But Jonathan Martin wants to change that down to? It, it, it's, a, it's three days. It's three days. That's the end of it. They don't care about if the background check's in or not. And hmm. he is also stripping it away, the three-day waiting period for all firearms except handguns. And these are laws that uh, were enacted uh, after... Um, you know, hmm. the, the fatal shooting at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas School. The legislature reacted to this modest form of gun, gun legislation. Uh, certainly not what we were looking for, but at least they had a three-day waiting period in place for all these. Now Martin's looking to strip that away. Isn't Martin the same guy that is okay with ghost guns? Ma Martin is, is in a conversation I had with uh, Senator Martin. He did say that 
Uh, he thought ghost guns were no different than someone assembling their own airboat in their garage with parts that they took some from one item and made another and combined them all to build an airboat. That's kind of the same thing as building a ghost gun, even though he acknowledged that a serial number, which is not on a ghost gun, does help law enforcement in investigating crimes involving firearms. So, Wait a minute. So this is the GOP who is anti, you know, complains about crime and calls themselves the law and order party. That's them. Yeah. And now they're making it more difficult for law and order. For it's been making it more difficult for law enforcement to investigate crimes involving guns because he thinks ghost guns, there's no problem with ghost guns. That's no different, as I said, than someone building something else in the garage on their own. That's that's hmm. what he said. Hmm. But again, you know, they're they're not done with that. And, you know, there's other um, proposals that are out there. Uh, one proposal that the Democrats have tried to move forward, it's HB 279, and that's a ban on assault rifles. Yeah. Of course, the GOP-controlled legislature with their supermajority, that bill's going nowhere. Um, hmm. And... You know, it's just indicative. Uh, and there's one other bill that the Democrats have proposed that I, I find an extremely uh, interesting bill and one that is should matter to everyone in, in, the, in the state of Florida. Um, the Florida voters overwhelmingly supported returning the right to vote to felons who have com completed their sentence and, and completed everything. When that happened, the legislature then steps in and, and writes all kinds of regulations about what it means to have completed your uh, your, your sentence. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and it requires that all, the, all your probation and restitution. But it also, I mean, if, when you look at that and you step back and you take a look, that means that when you're on probation and you pay a fee to be on probation, you, you have to pay that as well. And you have to pay all your fines, you have to pay everything. But the state never provided any information or resources or anything to these felons on where they owed money. Hmm. So they made a requirement to pay the fines, to pay all the fees, to pay everything. But then they never told these the individuals that, who are now trying to get registered to vote again um, that they were ineligible. So the ex-felon who's done the time has to find out from one place how much money they owe here and another place how much they owe money there and another place. So the Democrats are trying to make it in all in one place where they can find what is due. So, so, so the Democrats have proposed the House Bill 1035, 1035, and that legislation would kind of would remove all these block, I shouldn't say remove, would identify all the blockades that the GOP has put in place that they use to block the will of the voters of Florida about giving felons the right to vote. Hmm. So some of those are, you have to pay all your fines, your fees, your probation, any parole requirements, and any requirement that could put on you the state now, under the proposed legislation that the Democrats have filed, would be responsible for maintaining a database and informing the felon that, the, that you owe money here, you owe money here, you have a fine due here, you have restitution due here, or you have a probation fee that you haven't paid so that the, the felon who is looking to regain the right to vote mm -hmm. has a place to go to find out all they need to do. And the argument isn't they shouldn't have to do this. Okay. The legislature said they have to pay the fine. That's fixed. I can understand that. But then tell them what the fine is. Inform them of what it is they have to pay. Right. You know, that would be like the, the government saying, do you pay your taxes? But they're not going to tell you. They're not going to give you a tax chart on what you owe for taxes. <laughs> and, say, and then they, they you know, arrest you because you didn't pay your taxes. So this bill would require a database. It would require the database to be 
uh, available on the internet. People could go in, sign in, find out what they owed. But again, the GOP controlled legislature and its supermajority has blocked this bill. It's going nowhere. Oh, you know, and it's just an a indicative, simple solution you know, that we don't want to make it easy for people, yeah. but. You know, so I, I get my, my, my uh, discussion to people, my advice to people is if you're happy with legislatures who do this, then you go ahead and keep them around. But if this isn't what you want your legislatures to do, if you don't want them to ignore your will and the will of all the other voters, then vote them out. Just vote them out. Yes. And we have quite a few Democratic candidates stepping up to run for all of these offices. So well, you I, will have options right. come November on your ballot. And, and the most important thing is vote and vote them out. Yes. Yes. So welcome to our date afternoon. If you want more of this, let us know what you want to hear about. We would love to hear from you. Anything you, any, any, issues that you want us to take a look at in the legislature, what they're doing with them. We'll be happy to report back to you. And we look forward to seeing you again in the future Political Perspectives podcast. Thanks for joining us. This is Karen Edison. And this is Keith saying thank you very much and stay informed.